Hi, this is Mark Sullivan, and I'm the president of Formula 4 Media, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this week's podcast in Sports Insights Extra. I'd also encourage all of you to reach out and talk to us about the running event, which will take place in Austin this year from November 28th through December 1st. Thank you very much. Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee. And today I am speaking with Mr. Bermudez, a graduate of the Wharton Business School at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Subsequently, he positioned his family tannery in his native Dominican Republic as a global supplier of leathers for branded footwear, furniture, and automotive. And later for four years, he was president of the Dominican Association of Free Zone Companies and a board member on the National Private Enterprise Council that represents the private sector of the Dominican Republic. He is also uh, a vice president of the board of J. Armando Bermudez & Company, the oldest rum and liquor business in the country that was established in 1852. Mr. Bermuda's vision is to promote jobs and exports from the Dominican Republic in all sectors of industry and elevate the standard of living for its citizens while conserving the environment. He is focused on developing the footwear export sector based on technical and quality attributes and speed to market. Good morning, Mr. Bermuda's. Uh, let's get started with this podcast. Uh, first, I just wanted to ask if you could address, was there any adverse effect on, on the Dominican Republic's footwear and apparel industries from the recent rash of hurricanes that swept through the Caribbean? Good morning, Bob. Good morning, everybody. First, uh, thank you for the opportunity, and thank you for asking about the well-being of our people and, and also our infrastructure in the Dominican Republic due to the hurricanes. Uh, first thing is that we were very, very lucky because the hurricanes, uh, they passed very close to the Dominican Republic, but they went north, both of them, of the last big ones. And their country was only affected in the northeastern part by the coast, where there are some lowlands that usually get flooded by the sea or by the, the, the concentration of waters from the inland uh, rivers and, and the delta in the sea. So we were very lucky, and the infrastructure was not affected. Factories and, 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 and businesses, they were shut down for one day to, to send the employees to their houses, but nothing happened. So the next day we were, from very early in the morning, back to work. So my second question, Mr. Bermudez, is a multi-part question, so I'll start with a couple parts of it. I see from the recent statistics that were uh, addressed at the sourcing convention hosted by the FDRA in, in New York in July that the Dominican Republic was able to double its footwear exports to 16 million pairs in 2016 in only six years you know, from, I guess, 8 million pairs six years earlier. How was it able to do that? You know, How many factories are currently producing footwear in the country and how many people are employed in the industry? Okay, right now we have done a very good job from, as you said, in the last five years to to promote the, the companies to establish or, or to increase production in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we have gained uh, more competitiveness against Asia. Uh, as you know, Asia and uh, China prices have gone up, and there's been a, a transition of, ca- of factories and companies and, and brands uh, moving to other places uh, like Vietnam, Bangladesh, India, but also we have a benefit from that in the Dominican Republic. We are lucky that we're lucky and we have worked for that many brands have done business with the Dominican Republic since, since the early 90s. And we had at that time through the 2000, many, many com- footwear companies that own their own manufacturing facilities in Dominican Republic, 
both in the men's and the women's branded footwear. With the transition or transfer of production at the late 90s or early 2000s, all the mostly or all the women footwear companies move to Asia for sourcing. They close their operations in the region. That's including the United States, Puerto Rico, Central America, and the Caribbean or Dominican Republic. And and we stay with the men's footwear. And we we were working through the 2000 to the 2010 period decade. We work with many men's footwear, basically doing a lot of hands-on shoes and also protective boots uh, for uniforms and also uh, for outerwear. So right now, uh, since, uh, well, after the, the, the Great Recession of the United States, we found that China had converted their economy more to a consumer economy instead of a only an export economy, and for that reason, they have increased wages, and there are pricing services and, and, and other components of the industry uh, closely to what we have in other uh, countries or regions of the world, and we have gained more competitiveness with that uh, with, with, with that uh, change from from China. We are we have worked with many brands. Uh, right now, we have like. 15 factories in Dominican Republic doing mostly men's footwear for different brands. And we have brands like Timberland, Rocky, Sebago, Allen Edmonds, Minnetonka Moccasin, etc., that own their own facilities in Dominican Republic, and they are producing for their, themselves. Then we have other brands that are buying shoes in Dominican Republic from, from contractors like Bass, Georgia Boot, Wayne Brenner, Justin, Georgia Boot, Monroe, many other brands, Sperry, Sodanka, and other uh, manufacturers of uh, leather goods like Tommy, uh, T. Anthony, etc., that are in the Dominican Republic sourcing from, from contractors. Doesn't currently produce any athletic shoes, correct? No, Dominican Republic uh, does not produce any athletic shoes. Most of the shoes made in Dominican Republic are shoes, uh, leather shoes, and now we have the installation of two big uh, Chinese factories that are, that, that are going to produce a weather boot uh, out of rubber, uh, mostly old um, synthetic material or man-made, I mean, or rubber material, and, and a, 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 a percentage of them will be with a combination of leather and rubber. We have another big factory here from a, a Taiwanese group in Dominican Republic that started two years ago that is producing a canvas a shoes vulcanized. So there's been a, a growth of new types of shoes in the last two years and, 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 and will be growth for next year in that category. Factories producing for any specific brands that you know of? Factories you mentioned, are they going to be producing those rubber boots for any particular brands that you know of? I have information they will be producing for brands like uh, Polo, Sperry. The next question I would ask you about, Mr. Bermudez, is uh, if you could describe the wage, the raw material, and transportation environment for manufacturing the DR, you know, what are the biggest advantages of making footwear in the country, and how much capacity is available or coming on board that you know of? You just, you just actually addressed that, but maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Well, Dominican Republic has a very strategic position. We are in the center of the Caribbean. We are a major, a major island with 10.5 million people, 
and we are very close to the United States. We have raw materials down from uh, South America. We can bring hides from Brazil, Argentina, and other countries in the southern uh, part of, of, of the continent. And we also bring a lot of raw materials, hides, and, and, and components uh, from uh, North America. A lot of U.S. packer hides with, with good quality. And we also bring, or we can bring, depending on the exchange rate, uh, hides from Europe. So the position of the Dominican Republic gives a very good advantage for the brands to make high-quality footwear to be delivered quick with speed to market to the east, eastern coast of the United States or through the Panama Canal, they can ship container loads through to the, to the west coast of the United States or using railroad from Houston. We, we have found that through the years that we have very good, convenient import and export of raw materials and finished goods with under the free zone law of the Dominican Republic. The government understands that, that the, the companies, they have to expedite all the incoming raw material and also the finished footwear for export. And that's something that can be done in hours with, with, with the Dominican Republic customs authorities. Uh, our, our lead, not our lead times, but our transit times to the United States are two and a half, almost two, up to two and a half days to Florida, to Miami or West Palm Beach, and one week to, less than one week to Houston, and less than one week to New York, uh, Port Elizabeth, New Jersey. So we have a very, very good transit time for those uh, markets, uh, both in the north of the United States and the south. What about the wage structure? I know that, uh, you know, for example, I wrote a few weeks ago about Cambodia's improved uh, wage hikes uh, for their apparel factories, which is going to put some pressure on apparel margins uh, in 2018. What's the wage structure like there in the Dominican Republic for the footwear industry? Well, I can send you that exactly the amount, but right now the wages are around $200 per month, base salary. That, that Then you have to increase something like 50% uh, on top of that for fringes, uh, but we are comparable to wages in Asia, uh, with regards to the southern east region of China, uh, with some parts of Vietnam, other parts of Vietnam they have a, a more competitive wages. But we feel that in some niches uh, we've been able to produce to produce footwear with competitive prices. The other thing that is very important for Dominican Republic is that we have two free trade agreements. We have more than two but two basically important one. One is the DR-CAFTA of the Dominican Republic and CAFTA free trade agreement with the United States, where we have duty-free entrance of goods to that market. And we also have a, a agreement with, with the European Union with very, very flexible rules of origin, uh, where you can bring raw materials, uh, components from other parts of the world. You convert that into a footwear, finished footwear, and you can you can export to the all the countries in the European Union without duties. So Dominican Republic, aside from having a good uh, a good uh, source of uh, raw materials, also has a good access to those markets, which are the biggest and and most uh, markets in terms of uh, volume and quality. My next question, Mr. Bermudez, is I wonder if you could talk about the recently opened Footwear Technology Institute. Where is it and what is its intent? In 2014, under the present 
of the Dominican Republic. We created the National Foodware Commission, and that uh, commission, one of the purposes is to increase the export of shoes out of the Dominican Republic. And we understood that one of the things that we wanted to work with, with the different, uh, with the cluster, or the footwear cluster, and also leather cluster, was to build a institute that we're calling the, the Footwear Institute of the Dominican Republic that is under the Infotep, which is the National Institute for Technical Training, where we could train and certify human resources in design, development, and manufacturing of leather and non-leather footwear. Also, we, we, the goal is to build a complete testing of material, component, and finish use laboratory for the industry. So we have worked together hand-on-hand with the government and with the National Training Institute to develop, I mean, to create and, 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 and work uh, with, the, with the government in, in developing these human resources that we need to, to have a good labor, trained labor for our industry. Here with Mr. Aguilas Bermudez in Santiago, Dominican Republic. Finally, my last question today, Mr. Bermudez, if you could, if we could turn to the apparel industry for for a moment, what is the Dominican Republic's expertise in textiles? Is the is the country investing more in making activewear or textiles? And how big is the DR's apparel sector? And uh, does it specialize in certain types of clothes? The Dominican Republic apparel sector is about a little bit over a billion dollars a year in export, and we had a very big contraction from 2004 to 2010, and after 2011, the the sector has been growing slowly, but but growing back again. And uh, most of the industry here is with circular knitting, uh, making apparel for on, undergarment, underwear, t-shirts, and other athletic uh, athletic pieces for for the textile industry. Our, as I said before, the industry has stabilized and we have some growth. Dominican Republic uh, has a challenge because within the freight trade agreement with uh, America, we need to have a better flexible rule of origin in order for Dominican Republic to import goods in that industry from anywhere of the world or components or raw material and convert them into finished goods for the U.S. market. That's a, a challenge that we have at this point for the growth of that industry, which is not the case in, in the footwear industry. Our free trade agreement with the United States it has a more flexible rule of origin or or the percentage of componentry in the footwear, which allows us to export to that market more freely and without uh, the duties. So that's an advantage for the sector. Yeah, one question more about apparel. So does Gildan produce, I know they produce, they have Rio Nancy factories in Honduras, but they don't produce, does Gildan produce anything in the Dominican Republic? We have very big operations by Gildan, by Haynes Brands in the Dominican Republic, and they have very big mills here that produces uh, raw material for the uh, confection of garment pieces in the Dominican Republic, in Haiti, and Central America. And uh, so, so that's an area that, again, you need that rule of origin really changed before you can accelerate that particular sector. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, but, or you can do what these big brands are, have done. They have gone vertical. 
from from yarn all the way to the finished good and they've been able to export by having their uh, vertical operation with the mills and the and the, the kneading and the and confection or the or the sewing and on one last question about just the uh, the placement of the factories there in Dominican. Are most of the factories near Santiago? Is that where most of them are, Fort Worth and Apparel? Yes, Santiago, we can say, is the, the, the capital of the cluster okay. of the Dominican Republic footwear industry. Uh, most of the brands, like Timberland, Rocky, most of the brands that are manufacturing Allen Edmonds, they are in Santiago or very close to Santiago, maybe with, within a 20-minute or 15-minute uh, radius. We have other other factories in the south of the island, but, but the concentration of footwear and the tanneries in the Dominican Republic are within Santiago region. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Bermudez, for your insights today here on Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media, and this is Bob McGee.